evening or morning or afternoon. We're recording this in the evening, so therefore it is evening. Welcome in to For the Love of Fit. I'm Danny. And I'm Jake. And, and you may you may hear some ugu ugu gagas in the background. That's because I'm holding my ten month old daughter who's refusing to go down for the sleeps. So <laughs> giving uh, giving my wife a break from fighting this uh, fighting this marlin. <laughs> little, little little gremlin. Oh yeah. That was a that was a fishing reference for all those hardcore fishermen out there. <laughs> I would be very surprised if we have hardcore fishermen listeners. Hey man, anything is possible. I mean, it's damn near it's damn near twenty twenty two. That's true. That is true. I, honestly, I haven't fished since I was like ten years old. Like I don't even know if I remember how to do it anymore. To be completely honest, I think the last time I went fishing was uh, it was my senior year of high school. Oh wow! And uh, the the pond we were at, I got naked and sat in. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> As redneck fishing, bro. I've lived life. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Well, hey, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, and hey, tonight we are talking about fitness myths. Fitness myths. Some of the things that uh, you've been told throughout your entire life. We are going to talk about some of those myths. Some are true. Some could not be farther from the truth, but we'll discuss a few of uh, the more popular ones tonight. But before we do that, we're going to show some love to the businesses that we know and love, starting with... Gorilla Gains. That's gorilla-gains with a Z dot com. They are an apparel company that you can wear comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. I'm a big fan of everything they make. Um, they actually just released backpacks in multiple colors that are fantastic. They, they double as backpacks and duffel bags. Give them a check out. Use the discount code Jake15 to save you 50% on your entire order. My next shout out for the evening will be Royalty Nutrition. That's RoyaltyNutrition.com. They are a veteran owned and operated supplement company that is focused on your wellness. And they do that by using the highest quality ingredients they can in their supplements. Check them out. Use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 15% on your entire order. My last shout-out of the evening will be the FitOps Foundation. Without FitOps, Danny and I would have never met, and this podcast would not exist. What FitOps is is a not-for-profit organization that helps veterans rediscover their purpose after their service to this nation. And it helps them not just become certified personal trainers, but highly qualified personal trainers with the title of Certified Veteran Fitness Operative. If you're looking for a great cause to donate to, that's fitops.org backslash donate. Beautiful. All right, I'm closing out our shout-outs for the night. Got to advertise for myself, Blake's Health and Fitness. For any and all your personal training needs, go ahead and reach on out to Blake's Health and Fitness at blakeshealthandfitness.com. For those Oregon, uh, Oregon natives who are training here, got no problem training you in person here. And for those uh, who are not, hey, we can do it from a distance. So go ahead and head on over there and uh, fill out the health and lifestyle questionnaire. We'll go from there. But until then, without too much more further ado, we're going to roll right into tonight's fitness myths. All right. So bouncing off of um, two episodes ago, which personally was my favorite episode until now, was the fitness gadgets. After that, uh, Jake and I got to talking at... 
in, in keeping with that same concept, kind of uh, trying to help people from buying into the lies that they hear, we wanted to kind of keep that rolling with debunking some of the fitness myths that you hear so commonly. So, um, and keep in mind, some of these myths are actually true. There is some truth in a lot of these. So some of the things we're going to cover tonight is creatine, creatine, good or bad for you, cardio killing your gains, women saying that they will get afraid that they'll get huge if they start lifting weights. I cannot tell you how often I've heard that. Um, and the metabolic window, true or a load of crap? So those are the topics for tonight, and I figure, hey, exact. I know. Right. Yeah, right. Right. I'm telling you, she knows what's up. She can't. She can't even hear the conversation because she's like this guy. She just knows. She just knows. Just senses it in the force, you know. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start this one off with creatine. Now, creatine in general. What is it? Why do we use it? So the thing that a lot of people don't know is creatine is naturally produced by the body, anyways. Uh, what the reason people take it is it's supposed to enhance muscle growth. It's supposed to just kind of your muscles gonna be. Ex- I know, mm-hmm. right? So we're gonna start with creatine. What is it? Why do we use it? Is this good for you? As everybody says, should you be taking it like everybody says? I know. Oh yeah. Well, here, let's try this. Did you just put your child outside? No, I just set her on the, on the okay. floor. <laughs> um, so the thing that people don't know about creatine is that the body actually produces it naturally. It's already in. It's already inside of you. It's already being used. So one of the things it does for you is it helps stimulate muscle growth. It helps the muscles to grow better, bigger, more efficiently. Now, since it's already there, it's already a natural part of the human body. So, taking more creatine, honestly, is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Well, based on some of our based on our research, our experience, there is really nothing wrong with creatine other than just taking way too much, which obviously if you take too much of it, it's not going to do anything. I mean, obviously your body can only absorb so many nutrients of one kind at a time. So, like going through a whole tub of it at a night it's not gonna. It's not gonna turn you into Arnold overnight. Well, um, I can, I can make a uh, a reference here. When I was wrestling, a lot of guys would take uh, the OG creatine monohydrate powders while we were, um, um, you know, calorie depleted on top of our extreme exercise that we were doing at the time, and they would have adverse effects to the point where like they were tired they were falling apart they were you know um i mean they weren't falling apart but like they'd like black out mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing Take from because taking, from from what it was from taking uh, creatine instead of eating so i mean on top of your oh, already on top of your already um you know signs of starvation and things you would have like walking sleep kind of thing hey. it's it was weird <laughs> got the, the walking dead going 
Mm-hmm. Now, I've honestly that, that's that's the first time I'm ever hearing of people taking creatine as a type of meal supplement. I've never well, heard see, of that it, it, it wasn't like a, necessarily as a meal supplement, but it was mm-hmm. something that was like they would take um, before we'd start practice. Yeah, and just to you know make 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 their muscles work better while we were wrestling mm-hmm. and training because it's really good. What people don't uh, think of creatine is actually really good for. Uh, High intense, high intense interval training type things. Mm-hmm. So they they would take this before practice, and then they would be like, "I'm gonna sleepy by time now," because you know they didn't have the rest of the uh, the needed macros and uh, micros to function, and they were pretty much just running on creatine water and some dreams. Which ain't gonna take you very far. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I do remember hearing it at FitOps from uh, the uh, the good old Dr. Crisk, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of the uh, kind of miscellaneous facts that we heard. Uh, creatine, if it, obviously creatine monohydrate, you it comes in the powder, you mix it in water, or whatever, and then drink it. Apparently, if you let it sit in water for too long, I think it was like over a half hour, over an hour, mm-hmm. uh, creatine it kind of shifts from creatine to creatinine, I believe. Which not the same thing. It has a different effect. So uh, I remember Doctor Pris saying at FitOps that if uh, creatine, if you mix it up in the water and it sits for too long, it'll shift over into creatinine, which is basically creatine broken down. Now, it, it, one would think, you know, like what's the difference? Well, creatine is naturally produced by the body and helps stimulate muscle growth where creatinine is not naturally produced by the body and once creatine breaks down into there it kind of loses that purpose it doesn't help stimulate muscle growth anymore it might a little bit but it doesn't seem like it does all that much and now it just comes out in your pee so basically you're just drinking pee if i if i'm if i am uh not speaking out of my butt i think uh high creatinine levels is a sign of uh kidney damage kidney problems um well you know that the, the thing about uh the thing about creatine is it is it is the most studied supplement um on the market we're we're talking hundreds of years of research not hundreds but over a hundred years of research pardon me the thing is um it has shown that it can increase your muscular performance and um, with prolonged use, it can actually help with your muscle growth, which mm-hmm. is, at, at the end of the day, especially if you're one of them dude bros, um, that's the kind of thing that you're looking into. You know, you want to be more bigger and more stronger. <laughs> yep, honestly, uh, with my sensitive stomach, there's only so many supplements I can handle these days. So... Before my workout, I do aminos and creatine, and mm-hmm. uh, that help, that pushes me through the workout, and um, uh, it helps uh, helps stimulate muscle growth. I yeah. Are you on the standard uh, <coughs> five gram serving, or are you taking more than that? Uh, five. Okay. Five. And it, now, did you do a loading period, or did you just start with five and you're just rocking? I just started with five. That's how I roll too. Mm-hmm. Um. <coughs> There, there is technically a loading period, 
um, for people that are just now getting into or just getting into creatine and it's where instead of your five you're taking ten for a week or two mm-hmm. just because um, with anything in the uh, with anything that you're putting into the body that's not already there or not naturally occurring you um, your body kind of tends to be like I don't care about this and uh, rejects a significant portion of it mm-hmm. and so what that loading period does is it helps um, make sure things are utilized better and that way when you are done with your loading phase and you drop it down back down to five your body is more efficient at absorbing the extra creatine that you're putting in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good to know good to know now thankfully um, things like creatine they don't they're not like pre-workout in the way where you just need to keep increasing over time um, in order to like get results thankfully it's not like that and thankfully as far as I'm aware it's not like testosterone uh, and T-boosters to where when you take them the more that you take the less your body produces so thankfully it's much uh, it's a much more um, stable no uh, one of the side effects I know one of the side effects for creatine is um, you can you'll hold on to water. Um, <clears throat> what that means is um, you won't look as lean, but you will be more full. Um, what I mean by full is your muscles will look bigger and like they'll have more density to them. But that's just um, because your 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 cells have expanded. Your muscle cells have expanded. They have more. Um, ability to absorb uh, water and nutrients in them and that's and so I mean you may look bloated but you're not really does that make sense am I yep. talking no, am no, I no. talking am I talking good English <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. makes uh, makes perfect sense to me actually okay well so, so what what do you uh, what are you thinking what have you heard what is your well I mean and and like I'll be honest whether or not creatine should have been on this episode in the fitness myth honestly I don't I don't really know if this was the best place for it but I wanted to get it out there because it's such a safe and strong supplement that I wanted to get it out there um, so okay well cre- um Creatine is not a steroid. Um, um, that's not something that we hear too often anymore. But I remember um, when the supplement industry really started to first um, blow up. Um, there was a lot of worry about you know people were saying that uh, whey whey protein shakes were taking steroids, and you know what I mean. Uh, but so, yeah. but uh, creatine is not a traditional performance enhancing drug that you would as- associate with um, all the negative side effects that you would have with an anabolic steroid or um, taking too much of a hormone. Yep. Um, if anything, like if you're taking too much, it's going to be harder for you to stay hydrated because it's it's forcing all your water into your muscle tissue. Um, you may you may get some some cramping, but that's because your electrolytes are off balance and you're not hydrating enough while you're taking this creatine. Yeah. 
it's you know um, creatine is pro is the is honestly probably one of if not the safest products on the market if you're getting actual creatine. And I'm talking about creatine monohydrate. Yeah. Um, the reason why I'm talking about creatine monohydrate over the other versions of creatine is because creatine monohydrate, like I said, is the most studied and scientifically backed and proven anything in the supplement industry that has been proven to be beneficial to your fitness goals. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it's not like other supplements where the and obviously check your check your sources, but uh, where other supplements, your proteins, your aminos, what have you, the uh, supplement company putting that out there can put so much extra crap in there to the point where it barely does anything for you. Creatine monohydrate is pretty simple, um, and they don't add flavors to it. They shouldn't, at least. Um, and it's it's broken down pretty much to the fact where what you see is what you get. And correct me if yep. I'm wrong, you actually work in the supplement industry. Well, so... Um Creatine monohydrate is cheap and effective. It does what it needs to do. Um, anybody that um, I don't, I'm not going to say that it shouldn't be flavored because there's um, people don't like drinking unflavored stuff a lot of times. You know, um, if 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 anything, it'll make it taste like a. Uh, like a good well water. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like a good, a good mineral rich uh, well water. Yeah. But um, I've had some great creatines that were flavored, um, actually from a company that no longer exists, so they won't get my uh, support, obviously. <laughs> but uh, um, because their flavor profiles were uh, dope, but um, <laughs> but the. Uh, you have to be. This is going to go in a whole different lane, but we're going to hit more on this into our um, when we do a an episode on supplementation period. But yeah. you have to be very careful with how your supplements are flavored and what they're flavored with, yep. because they could be chemicals that are working against you in the long run, rather than uh, what you're working on in your short term. <laughs> Honestly, I just mixed my. Uh... My creatine is not flavored. My aminos are like, uh, oh gosh, like strawberry flavored or something like that. I don't remember. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just put them together, honestly. Just to get it all out, knocked out at once right before my workout. I'm telling you, um, and I'm not because I've worked with them forever, but um, <clears throat> check out Royalty's um, Elixir. It's a. It's a essential amino acid, uh, branch chain amino acid blend, mm-hmm. and they're all, it's plant based, and tastes great. I'm down. <coughs> I'm, almost done with, I'm almost done with mine anyway, so yeah, I'm down. Just remember that discount code three seven eight JKE to save you fifteen percent. But, but <laughs> no, I'm down. I love how they always say plant based, like. I, I, the first thing I think of is vegan, and I'm just like, well, I'd rather, I'd rather well, have my meat-based, you know, my meat-based aminos, but no. Okay. Well, see, a, a lot of how um, aminos are derived, um, this was, I don't know how true it is, but it's what Dave Palumbo was yelling for years, 
<clears throat> he was saying a lot of companies, the way they're getting these uh, aminos derived is off of like uh, fingernails and hair. And, um, nice. and uh, well, it's, I'm sure they use animal product now uh, other than uh, <clears throat> the cheaper Chinese version. But yeah. uh, you can you can do it with uh, like horse hoof and stuff like that. They're, that's why I, um, I'm I'm all about the uh, the more plant based aminos anyway. Yeah. Just because um, there's not any <clears throat> animal funk in it. You know, I'm not a I'm not a plant based man, but uh, you know, I I eat my meat and I eat my uh, my poultry, yeah. but. Um, I like my aminos to be as clean as possible, especially if it's just something I'm using to sip on mm-hmm. while I'm uh, picking it up and putting it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to reach out to them next time I, because I'm about to have to refill here in another probably two weeks or three. So I'll do that, and I'll use that discount code. Save myself. Some oh money. yeah. Uh, been, uh, didn't I already tell you I've been using your discount code for Gorilla Games? Yes. I'm yes. already. You get, I'm already. Too you already sure. get. Oh, great. I was going to ask, like, what else did you get? Oh, I'm two shirts in. I want another one, just the same one I have, but just in black. But they don't have it in my size, so oh. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. They they dropped their uh, their new pro pro freedom line um, last week. Okay. So you'll you'll get a kick out of some of those. I'll uh, I'll have to check it out. I will have to check it out. All right. So, closing up creatine. It's good for you. Drink it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the next one. Uh, this is actually a myth that I love talking about. Cardio killing your gains. Cardio killing your gains. Uh, I've heard this since I was in high school. Back in high school, I knew nothing about fitness. My version of working out was going for a run and doing abs. That's all I knew how to do. Um, and I've been hearing about cardio killing your gains ever since then. <sighs> okay, let's let's get how, how, how do I how do I compose myself while talking about this? So you're gonna hear this at nine times out of ten, you're gonna hear it from the really big guys in the gym, cardio killing your gains. And sometimes it might even be the big guys who, well, uh, how do I put this delicately? Uh, Fat, fat bastards. Fat, ba- <laughs> fat guys that have some muscle deep down in there and are preaching about how card- they don't do cardio because it'll kill the gains. All right, all right, Scooby. Let's, uh, let's, let's sit you down. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. This is how the body works. Generally, if you don't work uh, uh, overload and work a muscle group for about a month or so, that's when it slowly starts to atrophy. That's when it slowly starts to break itself down and some of that muscle does go away. So first off, yes, if you don't work, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't work a muscle group strenuously, regularly, it, it will fade away over time. That's why you got these um, elderly people who were once in great shape, but as they got older, they didn't take care of themselves as much. Now they can barely hold themselves up because the muscles are starting to go away. It, it happens so as far as that goes as far as that goes I think this myth came around because something along the lines of like hardcore runners or something like that were just like doing all of their cardio and never lifting and just losing their muscle or, or super fit people 
would just start ignoring their lifting and doing hardcore cardio and losing all their muscle. I imagine that's kind of where that came from. But honestly, it can be true if you ignore your, your lifting routine. It, it can be completely true. But at the same time, if you work it all in balance and do it all together, it, it's not going to happen. Like, honestly, I maintain a cardio routine and I am losing my fat. I'm st- it's still happening. But it all, I also lift aggressively and I'm gaining muscle. It all works together. Jake can shoot. I mean, Jake, you're probably the authority on this, honestly, because you send people on stage. I know for a fact you have your guys do cardio. Maybe not as aggressive at times, but you have them do it. Um, yeah, no. So <clears throat> if you are doing a consistent like hardcore cardio all the time, you are going to eat into at minimum your leg mass. That's and you know, and that, I'm not disagreeing with you a hundred percent per se, but um, no, like cardio can definitely kill your gains. It can definitely kill your gains. That's if you are if you are if you are utilizing your cardio um, excessively. Now, so I have a guy who is a strongman powerlifter. He's he's year round. He's over three hundred pounds, at like, and you know he's he's huge. He's a huge man, and but I, I always tell him it's like after you get done training, I want you to just go take go walk for twenty minutes, or mm-hmm. you know if you're not if you're not gonna train today, at least go out and walk for a half hour. Like, because um, the cardiovascular system itself is very important because, you know, you only got one one of those and nobody wants to be on a heart transplant list. Yeah. The, um, when you are a bodybuilding, your, your cardio should be nothing more than maintenance, which, and I mean that in the sense of um, making sure that your, your heart and your heart is good and strong especially because you're going to be in a caloric surplus and um, you are going to be training differently I'm not saying your intensity is going to be down but you're going to be training differently maybe not as long so your cardio is not going to be intense but it's going to be something that like it's just something you do mm-hmm. now when it comes to uh, getting ready and getting lean that cardio starts to change. It starts to ramp up. More um, hit hit style cardio gets added in, and then because my my whole my whole goal and my whole purpose is I don't want people cardioing themselves to death. I don't want it and I don't need it. <clears throat> and the reason being is when you're already in that depleted state. If I have you doing two hours of cardio <clears throat> before, you know, when you're in the final two weeks of your prep I've got you and then I tra- then I'm working on getting you filled up especially when you're a, a, a natural athlete not working with any uh, uh, not over the counter supplements <laughs> it's going to be harder for your body to um, fill up and look as good as you could so my whole goal is to do is to get all the work done with the weights with as minimum cardio as possible. Because at the end of the day, I'm in the muscle business. I'm not in the cardio business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. I definitely see what you're. I see what you're saying. 
and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. When it gets to a certain point, like uh, take high intensity interval training, hit for instance, mm-hmm. like you're doing major muscle exercises in such a fast repetition, kind of in a CrossFit kind of way, depending, um, or, or actually just CrossFit as an example, um, at a ha- fast enough pace that you are doing cardio at the exact same time, mm-hmm. which cardio in itself is a caloric burning movement, is a caloric burning activity, whilst uh, breaking down muscle and building it back up whilst building muscle. So, it can be done to the point where it does kill gains if the cardio is aggressive enough to where your body's basically running on empty. Like, if you're... So, um, uh, carbs are your energy sources you're gonna and calories in general you're gonna burn whatever when you're doing cardio you're gonna burn whatever calories are in your system which carbs are a prime energy source that's what they're that's their main purpose um but then after you deplete all those your fat is a uh, energy source in itself so that's when the fat starts to get burned when you've already depleted your calories and you start to, uh, and the fat starts to become an energy source. That's when that gets burned. That's why fasted cardio is such a strong thing because you wake up first thing in the morning, you have you you've taken, you've eaten nothing, you have no fresh calories, so your fat is your fuel source. So, uh, when you're going and uh, doing this aggressive cardio, like in the way of of, of your of your athletes, Jake, uh, yeah. It, it will eventually start to tear down the muscle because if there are if they don't have hardly any fat on them to burn out, and they're doing hardcore aggressive cardio while after they've already been lifting, which lifting in itself does burn calories, then yeah, it honestly could. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. If done mm-hmm. improperly, cardio yes can kill your gains, but if done properly, there are strong ways to the point where that's doesn't become an issue so i hope that <laughs> i hope that all uh, made sense we kind of <laughs> we kind of went into a yes it does no it doesn't which is kind of the point of this entire episode i'm a strong believer that there's a little bit of truth in everything so all these myths that we're talking about just like cardio killing your gains yes there's some truth in it it's kind of true but it's kind of not it's all highly circumstantial <clears throat> well i'll use i'll use an example from someone that you know okay okay um when Dana was working strictly with me for her first show, yep. she went from an ultra marathon runner to damn near winning her the whole first show. I remember that. I remember those before and after pictures. That was hats off to you guys on that. That was incredible. And, and uh, because even towards the end, I had turned her cardio down to a point where she's like, shouldn't I be doing more? And I was like, how about you shut up? You need to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Eat a steak. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's... um, Cardio has its place in bodybuilding. Because that's... I mean, like like we've said multiple times before, that's where I come from. That's where I speak from. Cardio does have its place in bodybuilding, but it can't be your focus. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's all I got on that, man. 
So the next one on the list is the it's it's something that you consistently hear from honestly people that just haven't been um, educated or taught any any different. Uh, you hear women say all the time, "I don't want to get big. I just don't want to get big." Well, um, that's all well and good, but you know you're not going to get to being a big jacked a uh, female bodybuilder in a year, two years, three years, unless you're a genetic freak mm-hmm. and uh, you're eating and training for that. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who is just learning how to lift weights and training for your general overall health, uh, you risk getting hotter. Uh, you know, that's, 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 that's the worst. No one wants that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I went there. And what, what, people in Oregon going to cancel me? Big deal. I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, good old Oregon. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, lifting weights is great for women, especially because um, it kind of helps uh, balance the hormones in females and well anybody anybody and also ladies um or should i say um born female people you have the you have a tendency as you get older for your muscle density to break down faster than uh men and lifting weights under weighted stress helps keep your bone density stronger throughout your life so it is a absolutely wonderful tool to help your uh, quality of life as you age. Now, I will use as an example, I mean, there's some people that are born genetically just big. And um, my friend Leah, who uh, competed in uh, the Women's Bodybuilding Olympia this last year, um, she's obviously not a natural athlete anymore. But she has always been a big and muscular, like not big, but she's always been more muscular than your average lady. Um, I'll have to send you a picture of her daughter too. Her daughter um, does not train like her mother does, but she is like, she's not a massive bodybuilder by any means, but she looks like she could punch a hole through your head. I mean, Hmm. she's, you know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, real pretty. A uh, young lady, but she she just looks like she's she looks like she's an athlete, and then she but she does not as uh, hardcore as her mother is for sure, um, and that's just genetics. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if I have to tell you more about Leah off the air and off the show, um, but her her reactions to uh, over the counter supp- under the counter supplements is uh incredibly sensitive so she doesn't actually you know i can just put this on here like she doesn't have to she doesn't take as much as anybody everybody else because she doesn't have to because she's already genetically gifted in her size that uh she doesn't have to take what a lot of the other athletes take to maintain and get big because she just she just does you know you drop a little drop in there and she's like poof. <laughs> we really might have to dig in and do an episode on uh, genetics. 
Because those do play a big part in fitness. Not huge. Well, it just depends. People, no, they, people they, claim they, that a lot of these people are, oh, that person's just genetically gifted. It's like, no, they just bust their ass. But there are those who are just like genetic freaks. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, too, Ronnie Coleman didn't touch steroids until he was well into his pro career. Yeah. Like, and you go, huh? <laughs> you mean he looked like that naturally? <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, he someone was like, "Take this, Ronnie," and he's like, "Okay," and he started winning everything. <laughs> well, uh, bouncing back, uh, tangent horn. Um, tangent horn. Ba- bouncing back, uh, like kind of like Jake was saying. What women, and I can't even tell you how often I've heard uh, women saying they're afraid to start lifting weights. Oh, because I don't want to get huge. Well, it's, you would, you really, especially like uh, a lot of women who are like very petite, just in general. Like, yes, there are those, like Jake's friend, he was saying, are just genetically predispositioned to just to, just to get big anytime they do a, do uh, the basic of weighted exercises but you are it it takes enormous amounts of discipline enormous enormous amounts of overload clean eating uh your diet just being 100 percent on the dot and just uh again ridiculous amounts of progressive overload now Mm -hmm. i don't know anyone in my personal life, who is doing all that just for themselves. So the women that are afraid of getting huge, you got you got nothing to worry about unless you're just doing all the things that bodybuilding competitors do just because you want to. And honestly, well, even if you were, these things take ridiculous amounts of time. It, I don't know. You have nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. But uh, if you if you look at from when Lizzie and I first started working together like f- four years ago, to compared to where we're at now, yeah, she's been lifting constantly and consistently, and she's definitely grown and made improvements. But this is four years of work, and she's mm-hmm. not huge by mm-hmm. any means. No, yeah, and yeah, I've been following her on Instagram for a little while, and uh, <laughs> first off, her uh, posts are hilarious. She's she's such a dork. Oh yeah, it's it's hilarious, uh, but no, she actually I believe she posted like a then and now picture a, set, a couple of months ago, and mm-hmm. I was like, dang, like she was just this tiny little thing, but now she's got some serious muscle for a girl of her well, size. I think she's like well, under five foot. Well, she's yeah, she's she's over five, but like she's uh, five five two. But so she maybe, used to run. She used to run track okay. and play uh, soccer, so that was what she was. Uh, Really focused on, and she was, and she had the, she had the typical young woman, you know, I can't get over a certain weight mentality kind of thing going on. Yeah. And then she, uh, you know, she she worked through that and fell in love with lifting. And we've been, I you know, I'm not her, I'm not the first person she worked with. I but I knew the people she worked with at first very well. And um, yeah, man, like uh, just. The consistency is what is helping her grow, but she's not huge by any means. Mm-hmm. So I mean, late like ladies, 
there's nothing wrong with building a little bit of lean muscle because mm -hmm. it helps you. It, it, it helps your quality of life. And I'm not talking about these people that come in and uh, all they do is lower body butt workouts. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about because, you know, um, Lizzie's a she's a wellness athlete. So uh, her genetically how she's built, she her her glutes and her her quads overpower everything on her body. So obviously we're going to hammer those because that's uh, really the the purpose of that division. But we don't skip upper body at all. And her her lats have grown exponentially. Her shoulders are grown. She's and her waist is still tiny. Like she's when when it hits right, she's going to just win until she's tired of winning, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. Anywho, that's and enough about people I know, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so. uh, lady, ladies, you're not going to get huge right away unless there are, unless you are training for that and supplementing for that. If you are training for health, no, you're not going to get massive. You need, you need to get that out of your head. You can still be a dainty princess that lifts. It's a hundred percent possible. Yep. yep. Exactly. So I'll bring up another one. I have a, a friend of mine who's been competing in bikini for years. Her name's Nicole. And Nicole has been training for ten years, and she's still itty bitty, but she lifts weights every day. <laughs> but she's still she's itty bitty. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It again can't stress on this enough. All of the situ all of the circumstances surrounding your body have to be just right for you to get to for you to go all pretty much She-Hulk. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you have to be doing your workout perfectly. You have to be uh, eating perfectly. Eating perfectly, getting the proper amount of rest, everything. And you know what? It's not an overnight thing. So if Jake and I are basically full of crap and you start doing this and you start to notice like, wow, I am getting huge. Again, it's not an overnight thing. It's a gradual thing. If you start to notice that you're getting huge, stop. And all right, you start to notice you're getting huge and you don't like it. Stop. It's not too late. Like we're not too no. long ago. We're just talking about, hey. Muscles atrophy, if you actually want that life and want your muscles to shrink, just stop working them. But I don't know anyone who would want that or why they would. There's no reason for it. Your training is going to be you on an individual basis. If something is growing too much, you can dial it back. Mm -hmm. if, something's, if something's not in balance, you can find a way to balance it back out. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless there's an injury holding that back. I mean, there's uh, there's factors. But for the most part, if, if you are unsatisfied with something that is occurring because of your training, you can change your training to fix it. Yep. Yep. Ah, this is going to be a good myth. The metabolic window. Metabolic window. Oh, that's a good one. Metabolic window or the anabolic window. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. So, yep. I've been hearing about this ever since, again, since I was a teenager. Uh, you know, oh, you got to drink that protein 30 minutes. So you got 30 minutes after. Otherwise, you may as well have burned your entire workout. 
And all, when I when I first discovered protein powder, I was like eight, nineteen, mm-hmm. and I was told, "Oh yeah, you drink it right before bed, so then you don't pee at night. It stays in your system longer, and you get bigger muscles." <laughs> That's what I was told. That's what I believed. And I, my mom, somehow kept a straight face when I told her that. My mom, my mom was a nurse, so she knew that I was full of crap. Yep. So yeah, for the record, that that is false. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but no the metabolic window so so first off let's address some of this like I said I believe there's some truth in everything after you do a workout you actually do have about a 90 minute window ish to get some form of calories in you before you just before your body kind of crashes that is true that is true um, and it doesn't have to be like obviously you get some good calories and you get a good mix of your proteins, your fats, and your carbs. Um, and that's just to so that your body doesn't crash due to like calorie burnout. That is true. But as far as getting a hundred grams of protein into your body 30 minutes after you work out, that's actually total crap. You have pretty much the entire day to do that. Um there was the study, from what I understand, that uh, I guess they said that the metabolic window was real. And then within the last, oh, seven, eight years, I believe, they redid the study or something like that because the factors of the first study were wrong. I guess the groups that weren't getting protein in that 30-minute window just weren't getting protein throughout the day. They just weren't getting enough. And that's why mm-hmm. that failed um and again that is i'll be completely honest that is what i heard i have not actually researched that do your own research check um yeah check it out uh but uh i believe that to be true um anyways no you really do have you have your day to do it even uh, from and correct me if i'm wrong whether or not you get your proper amounts of protein in before you work out or after, honestly, to, as far as I know, it's not going to make much of a difference. And correct me if I'm wrong on that one. So scientifically, you are you're not incorrect <clears throat> because um, basically it's been proven. And for general health and wellness, um, as long as you're meeting your macros for your day, you're going to be fine and you're going to work towards your goals. But what I have observed in my real life is if you, I'm not saying eat, eat right away. What I, what I am saying is, you know, as soon as you're, you're done training and you're doing whatever you can, as you're coming down from your lift, it's better to eat that meal. So your body has something to grab a hold of and help refinish, uh, replenish, uh, some of that energy that you just lost. Yep. Um, I am a big fan of protein and carbs, uh, protein, fats, and carbs about, oh, an hour, hour and a half before you train. And I, I always suggest get a meal in at least an hour after you train. Yep. Because, and I mean a full meal. I'm not talking about eat a piece of bread and call it good. I, I want you to eat. And and because how I have my people train is I'm trying to slaughter you in the safest and most effective way possible. 
because we are, as we're building muscle, we're trying to build muscle. And when we're shredding down, we're trying to get shredded. We're trying to take as much fat out as possible. So, I mean, the meals are going to be adjusted according to that, of course, with the vertical diet. (laughs) But I'm not saying that your metabolic window or your anabolic window is 100% accurate because it really isn't. Um, it's it's going to depend on what you're training on and what your um, your goals are. But if you're training with me, your your ass is eating breakfast, and you're eating before and after you train. And if you don't like it, you can go find somebody that doesn't care about you. I said it. I said it right out loud. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what we were just saying. We're both kind of in agreement that within an hour, hour and a half after a good workout. Yeah, get some good food in you. And depending on your goals, you are going to want to meet a certain protein requirement in a day. So, honestly, I do take, I do do a good amount of protein right after my workout. And it's not because I believe that you need to get half or all of your protein requirements in a half hour after your workout. No. Honestly, logically, it just kind of makes sense to me. Uh, just because I have, in order to, meet my uh, dietary goals in order to meet my fitness goals I have to get certain amounts of protein in and honestly I just do a lot of mine later in the day after my workout it just works out it just makes sense but it's but the whole metabolic window thing (sighs) honestly overall I think we have to pretty much call it a myth Um, the only true thing about that as far as I know is that within about 90 minutes after your workout, if you don't get some good calories in you, you'll just crash for the day. Let me, let me put it to you this way, though. I have never met a professional athlete that that their, their sport re- revolves around extreme training or really muscle trauma that doesn't get some sort of um, at least protein in post-training. And I'm talking about people that make that make a buttload of money more than I do and work with people that are, um, you know, who's who are paid to nutritionize these folk. So, like, like scientifically, it is not incorrect, but there is something to someone who is training like their life depends on it and eating as mm-hmm. soon as they as soon as they can physically stomach the food there you know I, I, so and that and so unless you're unless you're, your your metabolic window your anabolic window is not going to apply to jim bob who likes doing curls and walking on the treadmill <laughs> for you know just to you know do something not at his house you know um but I can't say that I can't say it's a hundred percent a myth just because of what I've seen and how I've seen it, how I've done myself. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Which it, that actually kind of jumps into one thing that I did want to bring up before we close out this episode. This is the tricky thing about this industry. Um, it, it it's always changing, which is one of the reasons that in order to maintain training certificates, they require every single company that any I know re- of, reputable any reputable company. There you go, the good call. 
any reputable company, they require what they call CECs, continuing education credits, to make sure that you're maintaining your knowledge and taking additional courses to be up to date on them. The reason that is, is because these things are always changing. If if you and me would have done this podcast five years ago, we would have, because that anabolic window study, the recent one, probably wouldn't have been out yet, I don't think, depending on the timeline. Anyways, so we would have been all about it. Because that is the information that we had. And now, and now that's different because a new study is out. But at the same time, based on what science says and based on what we, what we have seen, what you have seen, what we have seen, whatever, it's it, honestly, in five years, we might be given another speech. Well, see, the, when it, when it, the, the weird and strange thing about fitness in general is the more things change, the more things stay the same. And you can find that by talking to old heads, like guys that are, that are still in the game from long, long ago that have been like, no, I've been training on my system for years. Like, how do you train? This, this, you know, this way, this way, this way. And you'll go, I don't know, that makes no sense to me. And then you read something later about the new scientific study that came out and you're like, oh my God, that old man was right. Like, <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying that it's 100% the case every time, but you will find um, – I, I knew people that were training uh, – that were putting people on keto before keto blew up. Yeah. Uh, not the full-blown – but like the athletic keto. Yeah. We, yeah. we talked about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've – that's been happening forever. And it's – you know, the it's just things get repackaged, give a, given a – slightly different name or a different name altogether and and then congratulations you have the new fad yep. so like listen so the guys that used to train with Arnold back in the day I can't remember his name but he used to carry a bag of uh, dinner rolls with him did he really yeah so you know, he'd, he'd go and do his sets on a particular set of exercise and he'd eat two dinner rolls and he'd go into his next movement and you know you say something you say you say those words to somebody right now uh, you say that you say that to somebody I don't know five years ago and they'll go that's nonsense yeah and then you look into it and then there's like well have you tried uh, you know when you're in your shaker you can, there's there's carbs you can mix in with your aminos and you can just sip them on as you go so you have uh, constant glycogen replenishment while you're training it's like oh my god that makes so much sense. <laughs> it's like no, you've had dudes in the '60s and '70s doing stuff like that. So I mean, like you'll it, what goes around comes around. Yeah, I would. It's just I would definitely agree with that. It's all these things. It, it always comes back full circle. Like the keto diet these days is not the first one. It's just by far the most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and and yeah, honestly, the research always shows different things. Things that we swear by now might be. The worst thing for a uh, muscle building athlete tomorrow, like who really knows? That's one of the reasons why we have to stay as agile as we do. I don't know if agile well, was the right well, word. <laughs> one of my favorite things I ever heard, and I remember this because I was talking to a—he was an old old head bodybuilder, and you know he was a pretty big name in Texas before he tore both of his quads at the same time, oh. um, way back in the day. 
and it, how he would do his nutrition towards those things would go, he'd cut fat out of everybody's diet. And I said, well, and I said, well, why did you, why would you do that? And he said, why would I give you, why would I feed you something that you're trying to burn? Hmm. And I went, what? He goes, think about it. If I'm here trying to make you burn fat, why would I give your body more fat to hold on to while I'm burning on fat? So, you know, as a young person, like, you know, first, like, first, like, three months in the industry, like, not even thinking about helping people nutrition at that point. And I was like, my God, that's the best thing I ever heard. (laughs) 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 And, you know, it. And, but now looking back on it and thinking about it is, as I watch, as, you know, I, I look back on my, on my successes and failures that I never cut fat out all the way, but mm-hmm. when I, I am generally more successful at the end when I'm way less fat than what they would be normally. I'm like, son of a bitch, Andy, <laughs> ah, you old wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's honestly people who don't know what they're doing nutrition-wise. That's one of the first things they do. Like one of the, uh, oh, one of the uh, fitness gurus that I follow, uh, Jeff Jeff Cavalier, freaking love that guy. Uh, I would give my left leg to meet that guy in person someday. He always talks about one of the biggest mistakes that he ever. And keep in mind, he's not a bodybuilder. The dude's just a hardcore, uh, functional fitness athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest mistakes that he talks about that he did nutrition wise when he was first starting was cutting fat all the way out of his diet, like just getting rid of it altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't understand that the body needs that to function. It's a, it's a, there's a reason it's one of the big macronutrients in the body. Yep. Oh. So I mean, yeah, don't uh, <laughs> don't don't say that. Uh... That's that's what I'm prescribing all the time. It's just observationally. I think he may have been pulling my chain a little bit because you know, for general overall health, there's no way that you can pull fat out of 100 percent out for a long period of time. Yeah. Because that's uh, your brain will quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it's yeah. No, the uh, fat gives essential fatty acids the body can't create those it's it's it, it doesn't happen it's not a thing which it helps absorb that certain types of vitamins that the body needs to absorb so your hormones also ride on fats yep they, they travel better to your uh, receptors on the fatty fats <sighs> hormones are at Hormones are a headache in them. When I was, before I finished my degree, I was taking a class and we were going through all the different kinds of hormones. Oh my gosh. I just about bashed my head open with a hammer, just trying to memorize all these hormones and the functions. Like there are so many, mm-hmm. so many, like so many I've never even heard of before. Uh, well, well, if you, if you ever want to, if you ever want to get your, turn your brain off, Listen to just some gym bro talk about T three and T four and why why they they need to take it. <laughs> I might have to do that. And you'll go. What? Why are you? Why? 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 Oh why? Why? How long have you been taking this? Oh my yeah. god! You're gonna have to take that the rest of your life. Congratulations, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll tell you, um, most T-boosters are bullshit, and David makes one. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a it's a balancer. It's not a it's 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 a it's more it's the best way I can describe it is a natural testosterone utilizer. It helps your body use what you already have. It doesn't like fake promote free flowing testosterone or any bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. But there's so like if you're taking a straight T booster, you just know that the company you're working for is full of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, see, my I'm sorry, I'm going on this rant, but one of my Very good. One of my favorite things that I learned was if you ever looked at those T-boosters back in the day, they all had ashwagandha in them. Mm. Have I told you this? No. So ashwagandha is, it's a, it's a, ashwagandha root is a natural mood stabilizer. It helps you, helps you feel good. So ashwagandha got put into all these T-boosters and these guys were, started to, it started to kick in and they started feeling better, which is a sign of, you know, your testosterone levels balancing back up. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, that's, it's, uh, (laughs) that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You're basically just taking a big dose of ashwagandha root and feeling good. Had nothing to do with your actual hormones. Hmm. Well, there was one that, oh, this uh, GN back when I was enlisted, this uh, GNC T booster pack that I took uh, almost every day for like a month, and I did mm-hmm. put on. And I was I've always been a hard gainer, yeah, always have been. Um, and I did put on a good 10 15 pounds while lifting after about a month of that. But then I started to, like, why does this work? And started doing some of the research on pros and cons of T boosters and shit. I'm like, oh, like that's. If I'm not careful, <laughs> if I'm in yeah, my twenties and doing this shit, were you ta- were you taking a pro hormone? I don't know if it was in the if it was in that T booster pack, then maybe I don't even remember. It's so many years ago. Yeah, so pro hormones are awesome, <laughs> um, but but uh, they aren't they aren't good. Yeah. There there very well might have been. Honestly, it was so many years ago. I can't couldn't even tell you. That's no, it was a GNC T booster pack. All right, so closing that up, metabolic window, still a little bit up for interpretation. There is something to it, but it kind of depends on what you're going for. For the average Joe, and 90 minutes after your workout, get some food in you. Just make it a a healthy, balanced meal. For the bodybuilder, it might not be the worst idea to maybe get some uh, good amounts of uh, protein in you. That's right. Protein good. Protein good. <laughs> Protein good. <laughs> All right. Well, that closes up these myths. All right. Well, thank you so, so, so very much for tuning in this episode with us. Um, I hoped. I thought <laughs> words. Hope you learned a lot about the uh, the common myth that we come across in fitness and the truth behind them like we said there is some truth in everything i think that i don't think we had a myth here that was 100 percent false or 100 percent true um and if we didn't cover the one you're looking for honestly we've covered so many and so many episodes before we tried to avoid repeating ourselves too much so we probably touched on that in a different episode if you want to know you can either listen to all our episodes or reach out to us and we will let you know if you would like to connect with us uh on instagram we are for love of fit. Know the just for love of fit. 
If you'd like to reach out to us questions, comments, or concerns uh, about uh, about our show, uh, it is the number four, loveafit at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us. If you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can find me on Blake's Health and Fitness at Instagram or Blake's Health and Fitness at gmail.com. And just so everyone knows, uh, Jake Howard is actually open up for business. What? It's a very, <clears throat> it is a very small window. I don't plan on taking on uh, a lot of clients, but I am willing to open my doors to the right folk that we, I mesh with at this point in time. If you're interested in that, hit me up on Instagram at HakeJoward or at my email, which is jdhoward0311 at gmail.com. Hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if we work well together. As always, be sure to check out the sponsors that we talked about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Gorilla Gains, discount code Jake15. Royalty Nutrition, discount code 37HAKE. And be sure to give the FitOps Foundation a good glance over mm-hmm. because they're a damn worthwhile company. BlakesHealthAndFitness.com. For merchandise, use the discount code for the love of fit. And also, just so everybody knows... Um, your clientele, is it, uh, ex- are you looking for, uh, specifically people looking to go on stage? Are you looking to train online in person just so that everybody knows? Well, this will be strictly online unless you live in my neighborhood. You can come into my garage and yell at you in person because I'm not <laughs> going to a, uh, I won't be going to a big box gym for, for anytime soon. Um, just because, uh, I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you are, in, uh, I am, it doesn't matter, um, I've worked with everybody from uh, just people looking to get in the gym for the first time all the way up to people getting ready to step on stage. I've even helped I've helped power lifters, I've helped uh, functional CrossFit style athlete people. I mean, if just hit me up, let's have the conversation and let's see if we're a good fit. If not, I will point you in the right direction because the one of the best things about being in the uh, uh, the FitOps network is I know somebody that trains everything. Oh yeah. Yep, we do. All right. Well, that closes up tonight's episode. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Until, or actually, no, I'm going to start saying this. Uh, please, we definitely we would like to get some more listeners. All we want to do is put the information out there. So definitely, please, forward this stuff on to your friends, family members, loved ones. Uh, we would definitely be very, very flattered to uh, to uh, gain, the, gain the viewership. Yes. And until next time, stay fit.